Good afternoon and welcome everybody. This would be the Jeff Cameron Show right here on 93.3 Real Talk Radio at War Chant TV. Good to be with you. Glad you're with us. Thanks for doing so on a Balls Wednesday. I'm Jeff. That's Tom. There's Director Matthew. Welcome on in. Man, we should all be watching the par three together with an ice cold beer and a hot dog. That's what we should be doing. Ah, but alas. Work calls, if you want to call this work. On Twitter, it's at Jay Cameron Show. Hope you're having a nice day. Hope you're doing all right. Uh, so this is this is where we're at. This is where we're at. We are reacting to yesterday's practice, yesterday's loss in baseball. What's new? It's a day that ends in Y. Florida State played a baseball game and lost it. And I was standing in the concourse there as the game began, Tom, and, uh, you know, because we were watching football practice, and it was rounding out, and then we were watching the start of baseball, uh, the baseball game, and hope was in the air. I was largely responsible for that hope. I was telling everybody, it turns around today, guys. It turns around today. It's a big week for Florida State. They got to go two and two, maybe three and one this week. You got Jacksonville, who's beatable here. Then you got the three against Clemson. They're not any good. So here we go. Let's go. Let's get it started. And then we gave up a grand slam in the first. <laughs> and I was watching it as it happened. And I saw almost in slow motion the three two just grooved right down the heart. That guy sitting on it going, Oh, you want to groove me a fastball, do you? And you could hear, although it was a sparse crowd, you could hear the collective. <gasps> and not only was that a collective, damn, that's a grand slam, but it was not again. That's what that gasp was. Not again. But a yes, indeed, it was again. And then, and then to make it crueler, Florida State only gives up one run the rest of the game. One run the rest of the contest. Scored four. Scored four and lost again. And had the bags loaded with one out in the ninth. Yeah, man, that'll hurt your feelings. That will hurt your feelings, as I like to say. It did. And I thought, well, you know, here we are. Here we are. We got us a good old 10-game losing streak. Don't see that every day. In fact, you've never seen it at <laughs> Florida State, but you have now. A lot of firsts. A lot of firsts this year for Florida State baseball. Um, not a lot you can do uh, when you're going through it. When you're in the throes of the disastrous campaign, until you can make changes, the results shall remain the same. That's how this works. This would be one of those times in a baseball standings uh, I would contact the ACC or whoever puts those together because one of the traditional columns in baseball standings is what? Last 10. Last 10 Yeah, games. last 10. I would petition. Let's remove that column for the time being because there would be a zero. A zero on the left side of the dash. That is a toughie. It is. Johnny Buckets, Warchant doesn't pick any of the ads that run on 93.3. It's a radio station, uh, and none of those ads are, are picked by us. Uh, we, we just provide the content, the live content you're watching now. That's what we do. You hear the Jeff Cameron show, 
all the other stuff is not uh, not us. Um, as far as if it's unless it's a local business that I'm embracing and advertise Perhaps who advertises the show, like Gordos and obviously Orange Theory Fitness is a national organization, but I work with our dear friends at uh, Orange Theory Fitness uh, locally with the two stores that they have here, the two gyms that they have here. Chances are you know what's not us when you hear it. Put it that way. I was going to say, Johnny, you've listened to the show, right? You kind of know where I'm at. So you would know that those ads wouldn't be something that I'm putting on. Uh, that said, though, um, I just want to clarify those things because occasionally we get new people in here and, um, you know, they don't know. They don't know. They've not heard the show or something like that. And they're like, oh, well, I don't know what's going on here. And, Johnny, I'll be a great friend to Jeff as he enters his 60s and 70s. Because I'm 51 years old, Johnny. Because at those points, <laughs> sometimes the conversations at the dinner table turn weird. <laughs> And I will be alert to that, Johnny. <laughs> oh man! So anyhow, there's 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 all of that. Uh, so it's it's frustrating. I was asked about this yesterday. We were asked about this yesterday on Seminole headlines. We're not avoiding the conversation, but it is a repetitive one. It, there's not a lot you can do to change the channel. What I mean by that is, I'm I'm tired of the same storyline every uh, time we hit the diamond. As well, it's a, a game starts and it ends and we lose. And you go, well, damn it, man. And you just want it to stop. And I do think it's worth noting historically that it's never been this bad. And Florida State's never had a losing season, but they might have one this year. And it's remarkable to think about that. It's it's hard to to digest that. But if we're going to be responsible, you, you recognize that you brought in a coaching staff that's already proven they can coach. So you can just end one of the talking points. Now, have they done a good job this year? You can't argue that they have. No, it'd be a hard argument to say they have. But I also know that when you come in in July and all of the, you know, it's like when you go through, a, a, I don't know, a garage sale is probably not a good uh, sign, but uh, you know, somebody's given away half their closet and a lot of nice clothes in there. Well, it's been picked through. You got there late. The thing started at two. It's four. There's nothing left. This shirt has a stain on it. So this is kind of the situation that I think Link Jared found himself in, trying to make the most of what he inherited. Um, and then there were injuries, and the pitching staff's not good, and your best pitcher of a not-good pitching staff is out seemingly for the year. So nothing's gone right, and it's avalanched on these guys. And because baseball is a game, and Tom, you nailed the fact, and we can say it from the mountaintops, these guys are, you got a lot of guys that don't have a position. It's just a collection of ball players. You don't, you don't look out there and go, he's a second baseman. You know, he's a first baseman. That guy's clearly a center fielder, although we, I think we have a center fielder. But the point is, there aren't many guys out there that you say, yeah, he's what he's playing. He should be that. So you got a lot of positionless guys, and then you start having the, the, the failures mount. And baseball's cruel, man. You know how it is. It's a game not unlike golf where if you're not confident standing over the ball in golf, you're not going to succeed. You're not going to feel good. If you don't feel like you know where the ball's going or you got a shot in hell of making good contact, well, then you don't. You don't have that. You, you know, you're going – it's going to be a self-fulfilling prophecy. And I think that to some extent when you've seen the defense unravel and you've watched the prolonged struggles for certain guys at the plate, it's just – it's become um, a, a really, really, really tough mountain to, to, to climb at this point uh, with all the losses that have mounted. It's brutal. It is, and uh, if it changes, we'll let you know, everybody. But as of right now, the this automatic transmission setting that we're in in this vehicle is, is not good. The thing I'd say is that when you have the reputation 
that Link Jarrett has, an earned reputation. You get a mulligan. And much like the golf tournament, we'll all be playing in two Fridays from now, the JCS War Chant Invitational at Capital City Country Club. You could purchase mulligans there. The whole thing about a mulligan is make it count. You know, if you're going to miss, miss big, baby. And Link gets a, a mulligan for this year. The staff does. They're going to get their own players in here, specialized as they may be. I heard the conversations that you've had about that. And that Link has said he wants to recruit players that are at a specific position out of high school. Not, we'll figure it out later. I know this guy can play X position. Let him do that. But this first year is a mulligan. The hard part about this season is that they went on the road. They handled business at Jacksonville the same week that they went on the road. And they played really, really well against a TCU team that was highly thought of at the time. So you had this fool's gold. And since then, it's been, well, exposed for what it is, which is deeply, deeply flawed. What what I do in situations like this, and, and we're doing it to some extent with the basketball team, if you ask me which of these two programs which are in the midst of disastrous years or one has concluded their disastrous campaign and we find ourselves stuck, you know, if, if you ask me about that um, and then you ask me about the baseball team and you say, okay, well, this is this is not it and this is a problem and, and golly, how do you see this going? What I would tell you is that I have a lot more faith right now, believe it or not, even in the midst of a 10-game losing streak, that baseball will get turned around very quickly. There's a th- there's something about, first of all, I think you can equate Florida State baseball in some ways to Florida State football, and that is tradition-laden. It's, it, it's nationally significant. It is known uh, in baseball circles, certainly, and that's a small niche community that uh, pays attention to college baseball. But within those circles and all the travel ball circuits and everything else, Florida State baseball is renowned, is renowned. They've done everything there is to do except win a national title. Got it. Other than that, they've been a dominant program. The football program, win down, was still seen as a major brand in the game of college football, so much so that it was a talking point incessantly. Why is Florida State down? We don't ask why, you know, Cal is down. We don't ask why Rutgers sucks. They just do. Nobody cares. They always have. It's a story when they don't. But when a when a major player, even if they've been down a long time, like Nebraska, Nebraska football has sucked for a long time now. And every year we're like, man, look at Nebraska. Still out here sucking. My God. Because they were a cornerstone of college football along with several others. They made up the best of the best of college football for 100 years. So we still wait on them. Why do I bring all that up in relation to what's going to get turned around and what won't? Well, it doesn't take all that long for a brand that has cachet to get it turned around if the right thing happens, the right guy in some cases, the right season in other cases, whatever it might be. Something happens to remind everybody and ring the bell. Oh, yeah, that's who they really are. That's right. And it doesn't take long. And you got countless examples of this. When Florida State recruits well and they get the right guy in operating and he he gets things rolling and he taps back into that cachet, people respond. Players around the country suddenly put you on their radar because you've always mattered. They may not even know why. Subconsciously, they just know you have. And then they come for a visit and they see the championships and they see everything else. All right. The same type of thing will happen for Link and this coaching staff with baseball. He's going to have to gut it. I wouldn't be surprised if the if you end up seeing 
20 plus new players here next year. Wouldn't surprise me in the slightest. That's a lot. That's a ton. That is a true gut job, right? That is. But when you do that, there are going to be a lot of eager parents and players to listen to the message because Florida State is on high, who they are in baseball. Leonard's got a much bigger problem. He's going to be 75 years old. The basketball program, despite our affinity and love for it, and our acknowledgement of the accomplishments in two separate times during his tenure here at Florida State, and we know how close they were to kicking down that door, to going to the Final Four. And it's a tragedy that COVID happened for a lot of reasons, and one of which was the basketball program never got the opportunity to fulfill all of that tireless hard work that they had put together to bring in this team. But it happened, and they didn't, and they don't resonate at all with recruits in basketball. And now that it's gone to NIL, Tom, they're even more screwed. There's no money for basketball. There's no money for basketball here. So you combine his age, the lack of a reputation within the sport, okay, and I don't believe it's going to get turned around. I think they're screwed. I hate it. I hate saying that out loud. I hope I'm wrong. I might be. We'll see. They'll have to scout their asses off and find diamonds in the rough. Who's got time to scout anything? He's going to be 75. You better find four bad sons of bitches in the portal that can come in here and be good now, tomorrow. Right. That won't cost a ton is my point. Well, yeah. Yeah, I know. I get your point, but then it's not going to, well, in my opinion, it's not going to work out. And I hope I'm wrong. Stinks. But things have changed, and now I think they're screwed. Uh, Love Leonard, and I hope he gets it right this year and has a chance to go out with a team that makes the tournament, and then we'll talk about where we go from there. Uh, But I don't worry. I guess I'm saying all of this. I'm not in the midst of a 10-game losing streak, and it is historic for Florida State baseball. I mean, listen, we've been able to gloss over and not talk about this because football drives the bus. I get it, and we're in the midst of spring, and we spend the majority of the time talking about football. Really, the nation does, even when the NFL's in the offseason. Shows are entirely committed to football. I get it, and I don't want people just click, click, clicking because I'm talking baseball, but I can't not acknowledge a historic low for this baseball program, and the, and the oddity is that it's, it's with a guy that's proven he can coach and is one of our own who was an All-American here who everybody celebrated coming back. He's going to have to wear this. This sucks for him. I can't imagine the turmoil he feels at night laying in bed knowing that this season is going to be next to his name. Well, I mean, how many times did we talk about it with football when things weren't going well? And thankfully, this fan base cares a lot more about football because it's a hell of a lot more interesting right now. But it's the straitjacket feeling. You're in a straitjacket. There's nothing you can do. How many times have we said that? over the last six or seven years, when we get to an argument about a particular game, how winnable is it? Uh, where is Florida State in the hierarchy of the Atlantic Division when it existed? How close is Florida State to being a 10-win football team? Whatever these discussions that we were having, it would come down to the trenches suck, so you can't win football games. You can't rely on anything but an outlier to get you a win like the North Carolina game the COVID year, where you get up to a big lead and you hold on for dear life at the end because Mac Brown doesn't realize he could just run the ball down your throat. Like, you need things like that to happen. So you're in a straitjacket. There's nowhere you can go. Where do you want to point? Recruiting? Not good enough. Facilities and or infrastructure? Not good enough. Jimbo had a point. He just didn't know how to communicate at all. Uh, organization? With Willie? 
not, there's nothing you could do about that. The yeah. stories poured in faster than we could hear them about the lack of organization and the faux pas behind the scenes. So you're stuck. And then also veteran talent. You don't have any. So it's just, you, you just can't go anywhere with it. But we break it down as time goes on. And it, thankfully it got better. With baseball right now, you're in a straitjacket. There's nothing you can do. You want to lean on pitching? You can't. How about defense? Nope, none of that either. How about the lineup? They've got some bright spots, but health is an issue. Confidence? Don't have it. How about some wins that we could point to? TCU's a long time ago. So you're in the straitjacket. That's where we are. I'm rooting for, obviously, all of it to get turned around. I'm rooting for, for Coach Ham immensely. I'd love to see it. Um, I hope. You know, when I look at some of the guys that uh, are in the portal who's who mentioned Florida State's name as as being on the list of teams they're interested in, there's some really significant names on there. The problem is when you look at the names of the teams that they're listed with, it's Florida State, it's another school. It's like, you know, so like the Sienna kid leaves because of NIL. Was he going to come to Florida State? I mean, I'm sorry, some of the other schools interested in that kid have significant advantages in NIL for basketball over Florida State. Like, if you're mentioned alongside Kansas, you ain't getting that kid. Well, and if you look at the evaluations on on three, it's just absurd how much it costs for a basketball player. It's almost like that market is completely independent of the TV payout market. Like, realities of the market in college should mirror television dollars. In that, for example, you know, a football player who is of the elite quality should be worth five, six times what a basketball player is? Yeah. That's just not the case. Well, it's also a much bigger roster. It's, it's roster scarcity. I get that. That's, yeah. a, that's a factor. But when you talk about the marketability of a player who can help your program, unless you're getting Kevin Durant out of high school, I mean, really, how much are they doing for you relative to a quarterback right. who could be a Heisman candidate? It's not It's not even close in terms of what, it, what value it brings unless you live in like the state of Indiana. Other than that, you would think that the market would reflect the viewership numbers, and it kind of doesn't. So that's the hard part here is it's very expensive to go get good basketball players. Yeah. Very and, expensive. Yeah, and and listen, I think it, and it, there's another aspect to all this, too, when you're caught betwixt in between, and this is a, this is one that it's troubling, is that, like, if you, let's say you had, I'm trying to give a scenario that's fair, but let's say you had somebody coming along who, uh, was a Florida State grad, just diehard Noel, had made a lot of money in business, whatever it might be, right? And they had a passion. Maybe they were in the lost decade, and they were in school at that time. And basketball was uh, their their refuge. You know, that's where they went because football was so bad. You have a lot of Florida State graduates that are your friends that, sure. that, that describes aptly, right? That football was such a bitter disappointment that all they could do was turn to basketball to be uplifted. And they went to those games, and it was a lot of fun to watch a program that really hasn't, save for one you know, brief period of time. It's the first thing that made me feel like a knoll as a student. Right, because you could share that, that experience. Program. Yeah, absolutely. So, so let's say this type of person you know, has made a hedge fund guy now. He's made a billion dollars, and he was at FSU at undergrad when the basketball program was all we had, right? And he went to those games, and it kills him. To see this. He's watching this. He's like, damn it, it's not fair. That's a good man over there that's done a ton for this university and has found a way to succeed beyond our wildest dreams in basketball with no cachet to speak of. We got to help him out now in his final couple of years. I'm not going to stand by and watch this. 
you, you'd love for that to happen. But short of something like that, what's more apt to happen, what's more likely to happen is that the future investor of which I speak is going to go, hmm, let's see. Do I go all in now for a guy whose time is short? Or do we start fresh when we get the new coach? And I'll try to influence the situation when we start fresh, including being willing to pony up Look, and help out with an entirely new roster for the new coach, et cetera. If that investor exists, to me, I think what they here's what they could do, at least as I understand it. You could get a top flight transfer, like a dude, a real guy. Then I don't know how much you got left. That's the thing. Is, is I think it's not like they got nothing. But you need so much on this roster. You need so much. I get it. There's only five on the court at the same time, but we like to roll eight to ten deep. Well, and how many? Dudes I think those days are gone. But okay, go well, ahead. let's say that you have a six-man rotation. How many dudes do you need to bring in this offseason? How many guys? Well, it's more Three? about who you're getting. Ri- well, hold on. It's more about who you're getting rid of. Yeah. I mean, let's start with how many that you, you got one that you had to get rid of. One down, and he's gone. Yeah. Now we need. I think we both agree at least two more, maybe three. Take it on down the highway. All right. Yeah. So when that now you got to replace those guys. So you're gonna need four, three or four. All right. But you need two. Re- to answer your question, you need two really good players. Maybe you could stretch it to make that work. But I mean, you'd have to stretch it. I think. I think. Just because that market is not the same as football. No, it's just strange. It is. I want to get into football, uh, and speaking of NIL, there's an angle here that cracks me up. It has to do with a recruit that was at practice yesterday. I'll tell you about that next. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply what's up guys our next partner that you're going to hear from is athletic greens you've heard me talk about athletic greens in the past happy to talk about them again i take athletic greens every day And I gave them a try because certainly I wanted more energy, sustained energy. I wanted to support my immune system. I don't like taking pills and vitamins per se. And I wanted something that tasted good too. And the first time I tried it, I was very surprised. Uh, It had an appreciable effect on my energy levels. And also, uh, over time, you'll note that it, uh, it helps your skin, your hair, your nails. I don't have a lot of hair, but if I did, I bet I could feel that. I bet I could tell. It's a comprehensive health uh, habit and uh, it is a, a powerful one at that. AG1 is great for recovery. Uh, that's Athletic Greens, and uh, I I take mine basically when I wake up every morning. I don't have to worry about it because you get all the nutrients that you want. It's the best way to ensure that you're going to get all of your vitamins. It's a carbon neutral business, by the way. If that's important to you, it is to a lot of people, and that's good to know as well. I would also note that uh, it is a comprehensive solution to what you need from a supplement routine. Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs right now with your first purchase. 
Go to athleticgreens.com slash JCS. Helps me out, guys, if you use that. Not financially, but it lets them know that you heard this ad on my show. And I do take it, and I am vouching for them because I enjoy their product. It's athleticgreens.com slash JCS. Check it out. I think you'll note the difference in your life with a simple drink each and every morning to start your day. Athleticgreens.com slash JCS. Jeff Cameron, show 93.3 Real Talk, Radio War Chat TV. Good to be with you. And thanks as always, Z-Chan. Good man. Awfully kind of you. Good day, gents. Right, Z-Chan. Two questions. One, does Tiger make the cut? And two, with all these programs buying recruits, is a top five recruiting class a possibility without buying the recruits to get there? Happy Masters Week. I appreciate that. Thanks for, uh, for jumping in here, Z-Chan. Holy Jesus. <laughs> uh, awfully kind as always. Uh, does Tiger make the cut? I think he does. I think he does. This is the place where I feel most comfortable saying that. Obviously, the lay of the land and his expertise around here um, is, is, is duly noted. A lot of old guys have made deep runs in this thing, including everybody remembers Jack in 86. I think the more, almost the more impressive run was, was it 10, 13 years later when he was once again in the yeah. top 15 and he was like 59 years old? I think it was 98. Uh, It was the O'Meara one. O'Meara made the putt as they were doing the Sunday conversation with Jack. And you remember that you could hear it. He could hear the word. O'Meara made it? Yeah. Um, Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, this place does that. Bernard Longer, Fred Couples, et cetera. Tigers only missed the cut of the Masters one time, 1996. You got to play it for him to make the cut. He's had like one leg since then in in a Masters. He's had personal issues galore at another Masters or three. So he still makes the cut in every situation except for being an amateur, and his body should be in better positions for this year's yeah. Masters than last because he's hit more golf balls. Yeah. Uh, yes, as you as you noted, uh, he's never missed the cut as a professional. He did as an amateur uh, here, but uh, and then he won the next year, and, and then he won the next year in fashion, and then yeah, and then Katie barred the door. <laughs> everybody, everybody got to see what was about to happen next. Uh, if Tiger makes the cut, is he a legit contender? I don't believe so. You can make an argument against me. You can make an argument against me. I, I'm here to listen to it, and that's fine. Uh, but I'm telling you what I think is going to happen. Uh, I, I think he'll make the cut, but I don't think he'll be in real contention on Sunday. If he is to contend for real on Sunday, I think it's because he reaches back and finds the intangible thing that we've seen emerge just three years ago. We yeah, saw 2019, he did it, yeah. It won't be because it's the safe bet to make. Now, Fred Couples and Jack and others, Bernhard, have competed on a Saturday and been damn near the final pairing, if not in the final pairing on a Saturday. That would not stun me to see Tiger in the final two or three groupings in round three. Now, who knows with the weather if that's actually going to occur on schedule. But that that one stunned me. The whole issue with me for Tiger is... Is he a part of the wave that has to play more golf than is scheduled on a given day? Because his routine to get ready for a round of golf is absurd. Yeah, and and he talks about it, but I would love to see it. Like, having to watch that, I can't imagine it. I mean, there's a lot of manipulation and working of the body and contorting to try to get him to where he can make and be in positions uh, to make certain types of swings. 
it's three hours before he goes to the range. Yeah. That's how long it takes to get the body limber enough to go hit balls at the driving range. And then it's a three hour cool down process after. So you put that together with a round of golf that doesn't take 90 minutes in between. That's such a full day. And to ask him to play more than 18 holes in a given 24 hour period, I think significantly takes away from his chances to win. If it happens, it would be awesome. Um, you know, when, when if we got an opportunity to see it, <laughs> it's his playground. Thanks, C. Chan. Goodness gracious. The gift that keeps on giving, buddy. Woo! He loves that place, and I think for as long as he can swing a club, he's going to play it. He may not even play the others, meaning the other majors. You know, he's starting to sound more like a guy who's willing to come to grips with his new reality. You know, I, I, I think it's tedious and wears on anybody, no matter how competitive. To have to go through the aforementioned process that Tom just described. Just to play. You have to have a, a, a passion and a love, I think, in addition to wanting to be great and be incredibly competitive. You have to have a love for the place. And I think the Masters is that place for him. Whereas, obviously, the other ma majors rotate. There might be some venues he doesn't feel so great about. There might be some venues he simply can't compete in. Uh, so, you know, he may look at those other majors in a way that, you know, is more calculated. Whereas at Augusta every year, he's going to want to play. He's going to know the course, and he's going to always be capable, at the very least, of, of having enough ball speed and distance to, to compete there. Uh, so I shouldn't say always. I mean, someday he'll be 66 with that body, and he won't be able to do it, but you know what I mean. Did you answer the other question, which Z-Chan asked about the top five class? Because I think the answer is no. It's, it's pretty simple. Is a top five recruiting class possible without buying recruits to get there? I don't think it is. Not in today's game. It seems highly unlikely. I don't think it is either. I think you have to. I mean, you're going to buy. You're, you're going to obviously offer competitive value uh, and, and, and offers to the elite recruits, which would compel you to a top five recruiting class ranking. Because that kid's being, if, he, if, if you have a top five recruiting class ranking, you got several kids, more than a handful of kids, that were recruited by Georgia and Alabama. Or Clemson, or whomever, right? Well, Clemson maybe is irrelevant here in terms of their position on NIL, but Texas A&M, whatever. And you're going to have to pay them. So, yeah. Yeah, I think there's a nuance to that answer, though, because some of it is about you get to the point where they want to hear from you. And, and winning does that, where they want to hear from you. But I think you can establish a significant personal relationship with the recruit to where maybe you don't have to pay as much. But at the end of the day, it's not like you get there, boy, I love you, Coach Norvell. I'm gonna play for free for you instead of the five hundred grand that I'm being offered to go somewhere else. Yeah, I mean, you just gotta use common sense in some of these cases. I could want to go to a lot of schools, but if one of them is offering me six hundred thousand dollars and the other is offering me five bucks, hey man, go ahead and take that six hundred grand life changing money. So ultimately, it gets to that point where it, you have to buy, it, quote unquote, you have to buy. It doesn't mean you don't establish a relationship. Brings me to my point. We were talking before the break. I don't know if you saw KJ Bolden's quote, but it cracks me up. And if you're wondering if we're competitive in the NIL sphere, guys, uh, look, we know, for example, the battle's end is what has been responsible for the football roster retention and Obviously, some of the players that have uh, chosen Florida State, I think, uh, you know, you could presumably 
And I think there's evidence uh, that, you know, you could you could certainly give credit where credit's due to the battles in there. Um, you want as many different, in my mind, you'd like as many different people offering to help the university as, po as possible in name, image, likeness. So there's room for other collectives. But when it comes to football, we know that that has been the battle's end. And so we worried, and I think long-term you'd still have to worry, but we worried in the short term, would Florida State be competitive in the NIL world? Turns out the battle's end has answered that with a resounding yes. And uh, obviously, we, we, we know that this is an ongoing effort. But when you have the number one safety in the country at practice yesterday in a very, 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 very bright orange <laughs> shirt, um, I, I felt like, was that there just to make sure that anybody affiliated with recruiting, coaching, or whatever knew where he was at all times? We can't have my man getting lost in the shuffle. We want to make sure everything's going the way it needs to go at all times with this guy. Sounds like something I'd want to wear here on War Chant TV. I mean, it, made color. Me, it made me laugh. Um, so KJ Bolden is his name, and he was at practice. We watched him up and down the sideline and all the good stuff yesterday. Well, he said in an interview post-practice that the coaches told him, you have it? Don't come here just because of yourself or you want to play earlier money, quote, unquote. That's what the coaches told him. Well, I'm going to cut to the chase, guys. He just told you that they told him, don't come here just because of the money. <laughs> if you're a Florida State fan or supporter uh, and excited about what you know, is going on in the NIL world, you just did a little dance because you want to talk about being competitive. The kid is like, listen, you know, he's, he's, he's considering Florida state. He's here. He's at practice. That's a great thing. Right? So right off the bat, you matter now in the eyes of the biggest recruits. A couple years ago, you didn't guys like KJ Bolden weren't just rolling on in. They are now good. So when you get them here, they're going to want to know a lot of things. How do you practice? What's it like to live in Tallahassee, Florida? What kind of opportunities are there for me? How much money am I going to be able to make? And you've got a conversation in which the kids like saying, hey, listen, they don't, I can't, you know, there are more things than just the money. Obviously, the money's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it is. Florida State's done well, done very well. The NIL. The battle's in, this football roster, the continued growth in this process, in this realm, appears to be alive and well. That's exciting. That's good news. That's something that, you know, again, I have to be careful how we talk about it, but, I mean, it's, it seems to me, it seems self-evident when you hear that quote, when you read that quote, that it's understood amongst recruits that um, a certain collective is doing right by the players that come to Florida State University. I like hearing that quote rather than, I, you know, some of the quotes we've seen in previous years, years which is, uh, you know, I just want to see the love. What do you want to, you know, what do you want to learn about Florida State? Well, uh, you know, I just want to see the love. Oh, okay. Why did you just come out and say it? I want to see dollar signs. You know, those are some of the quotes from previous recruiting cycles, and now you see something along the lines of, well, don't just do it for early playing time. Don't just do it for money. Don't just do it for this or for that. Make sure that there's a genuine connection. Yeah. I mean, well, the money's a foregone conclusion. 
That's your implication. K- yes. KJ, the money is a foregone conclusion. Obviously, we've got that really more than we need. But you've got to look around. You know, you're going to be offered a lot of money by a lot of people, probably not more than we're going to offer you. But, I mean, at the same time, you got to see, do you like it here? Are you having Again, fun? that's what you're inferring. But I, yeah, that's just me. Yeah, I'm just yeah. looking at it that way. I just, that's kind of, that's what I extrapolate from that quote right there is that my young, that young man heard the good word, which was, we got money. Don't worry about that. Do you like the campus? <laughs> Have you seen our student unit? <laughs> Unbelievable the things they've done over there. Have you gotten a bagel at Einstein's? There's one right here on campus. Delicious. Have you checked it out? It's uh, spring. It's a, it's a good time to walk the campus, sir. Just saying. A lot of factors. She come back in the summer. <laughs> Those factors are everywhere. Have you heard of recess? <laughs> and I don't mean fifth grade oh, after lunchtime. Man. So it's a it's a great day. It's a it's a day to celebrate. That quote cracked me up. Don't just come here because of the money, young man. Yeah, I mean that's taken care of, obviously. But you're going to have to look around at all the other factors that make Tallahassee special. That's not the quote to be clear. Well, I mean, I, I'm paraphrasing. I'm paraphrasing. It's pretty close to the quote. Go ahead and read the quote again. I'm not, it's not crazy what I did. I just, I got to the good stuff. It's going to take me a minute. Oh, well, look, I I closed the window. I closed the window. Yeah, don't worry about it. He was telling me if you want to come to Florida State, don't come here just because of yourself or you want to play early or money. Come here because you really want to come here. Yeah. Don't just come here for the money. <laughs> it's a beautiful day. Jeff Camber Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Jeff Cameron Show on a Balls Big Wednesday. Appreciate you being here with us. I hope you're having a good day. I hope you got to watch the par three contest or you're watching the par three contest in Augusta. Perhaps you are. I wish we were, but we're not. I wish I was playing Augusta. Ooh, buddy. We've gone from wanting to go to you just want to play it. I'm just saying while we're dreaming. I mean, who doesn't dream about teeing it up with a master? Well, specifically, I've wanted to play the par three course. (laughs) Oddly, I really have. Of course, I'd want to play the regular course, too. And I actually know a few people who have. And uh, what's odd is I've always thought, because I've had the good fortune of, and a lot of people have listened to the show, because you you can access this place a lot easier than you can Augusta. But I've played Sawgrass and a couple of places that, you know, I've play, I played the Blue Monster, Doral, you know, other places that... Orange County National, home <laughs> of uh, the Live Tournament. So I've, I've played some of these places, and the point would be that if they have a tradition... Like Sawgrass, for example, uh, where you stand certain places and you can reminisce about certain shots over the years that you've seen other guys hit, and it can get it can get in the way of playing a good round of golf. So can the level of suck that I possess in golf. But if you are standing somewhere and you're thinking about the time Adam Scott hit this shot to within 15 feet, put himself in a position to win the tournament, or whatever it might be, it's pretty cool. Uh, and you do, you get the scenery is distracting. 
Like, I've never played Pebble Beach. I know a lot of people who have. And they say, yeah, it's it's breathtaking. You get caught up in it. You can't help it. You're staring out at the ocean. And then, you know, you lose concentration for a second. It's a hard course. And you're in an untenable position and you put up a big number because inevitably you're distracted by the sheer beauty of the topography. And, yeah, I mean, I get that. But Augusta would be overwhelming. Having been there, having walked that course, never played it, but having attended the Masters, it is, to me, one of the very few places that is talked about and lauded as much as this place is that actually is better than what you anticipate after having heard all of those descriptors. You know, it's like when you go see the Alamo, you're like, this thing's a piece of crap. The Alamo's garbage. Why did I travel all the way here to see the Alamo? It's as big as my den. So, <laughs> now that makes me laugh that you thought I would actually say that. <laughs> well, <it's>, man, <laughs> we already had a, a slip up that did that was not a full slip up no, last week. No. So I'm just, it's the size of a. You're like, oh, this is the Alamo. Jeez, but not Augusta. When you go to Augusta, you're like, oh. It's even more beautiful than they said it was. I didn't think it was possible. I mean, every freaking blade of grass. I actually do. You do. When you go there, you go, how do they do this? How do they do this? Some poor bastard is out here with, like, little scissors <laughs> making sure that I mean, it's unreal. Obscene wealth is okay as long as we have Augusta. It's all right. No, it, it, it blows you away. It really does. And when you're there, you're, you're like, whoa. I mean, I'll never forget. I got to give credit to my dear friend and Florida State golf coach Trey Jones for allowing me to go and spend Wait a few a days minute. with you've him. Wait a minute. been there? Stop it. So when we – but I'm telling you, the highlight was late in the evening as the sun's going down and guys are practicing. If you ever get to go, go on one of the practice round days – and just be there late. You get a $2 ice-cold beer, and you go kind of meander about the course while guys are practicing, and they interact with fans, and they'll, they'll laugh. They'll ask – what I mean, they'll ask the patrons, what do you want me to hit? Like, like, it's cool as hell. The guys have fun. They seem to put their guard down and relax. They know where they're at. And, and if they've done the work that they've needed to do for the day, and now they're just out there because why wouldn't you be? It's breathtaking. Um, you catch them on like a you know like a Tuesday or something. They're just talking to patrons about what do you want me to hit. Well, and also people got to put their phones away. They're not allowed to have them. You know, in terms of the cameras, the phones, those types of things. It's a lot easier to feel an intimate connection. And everybody who's been there for the practice round say they're better. Everybody. Well, you you you're avoiding the the, the mass of humanity is the thing. You're avoiding, you know, thirty rows deep. With, with all the people, and so less people is generally a good thing in life. So, you know, if you're able to avoid all of the people, that's a, it's a real good deal. Except, you know, if you want to live in a city, you know, with, that's got... A, yeah, well, but if we're trying to do something and right. achieve... Yeah. To leave it, get in the car and leave it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The craziest thing to me, and I've only been to, even though I live in, you know, a place that hosts a PGA Tour event every year, maybe like five or six events in my life, but... The Ryder Cup is, without a doubt, the best thing I've ever been to. And what's crazy about it is when you watch these guys manipulate the golf ball, it just feels like 
you're watching somebody who has a tennis racket at the end of a stick. Yeah, yeah. That's how yeah. precise they are between the grooves from the heel side of the club to the toe side of the club. It's just unbelievable. It, it looks like a mallet in their hands with how they can make the ball do what they wish it to do. And if bifurcation happens and it looks like it will, I think you'll see more of it. It's an argument for yeah, it. Yeah, you can shape the ball even yeah, more. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's why traditionalists like Tiger want to see it because they grew up watching guys who did magical things to golf balls. I well, mean, like you're talking about. And he always played the softest golf ball he possibly could. Because of that. While not taking himself out of the race with distance. Ted, I'll answer your question. I just saw it pop up here before we go to break. He wants to know what happened to Rising Spear. Is it still a thing? It is very much still a thing. Um, they they have deals with certain players um, and other. Uh, They've got Julian Armella for football, but then most others. Most of the others are from other sports. Other sports. Yeah. Other sports is what they're locked in. Uh, Fins Up writes, if Jordan Travis wins a Heisman and National Championship in 2023, where does he rank amongst FSU's all-time players considering he helped rebuild us also? That's a good one. We got asked a similar question on headlines, I think, a couple weeks back, and we were wrestling with this. You're including all players, not just quarterbacks, I see. And that that makes it even more intriguing. Because if it's just – I mean, I, Charlie is going to lead the way, Charlie Ward, winning the national championship in 93, winning the Heisman Trophy, and changing the course of history for Florida State forevermore because, in a way – He's a pioneer, changed our offense, changed everything about what Florida State was. They go to the fast-break offense because of him after the Georgia Tech game, and it changes Florida State's fortunes forever. So I think he's always going to be, amongst quarterbacks, that guy. Even if we think Jameis was a better quarterback, Charlie kicked down the door. Yeah, yeah. Winky gets lost in the shuffle because he was ancient he by was college football 30, standards. and there was loaded talent all around <laughs> him, and so he gets less... Uh, love, and I think understandably so, and I think he would agree with that to some extent. Although it's not like the 93 team was devoid of talent. <laughs> and certainly same for 2013. I don't know. We'll have to pontificate on that there, Fins Up. And hour number two, which is forthcoming. Stay with Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV.